Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. Okay. And this week we're looking at Season 1, Episode 21, Travels with Martin, in which the Crane Gang hurl themselves onto a Winnebago and hit the open road. But there are a few bumps along the way. So, Key, this week, the romance of the American road trip comes to the fore. It's a big reason why I love this episode so much. Are you a fan of long car journeys and what's the longest you've made? Um, was not expecting this question. I thought it was going <laughs> to be like, to go really random with whatever the theme is going to be for this week's episode. And then I tried to, I tried to subvert it. What were you expecting? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, where, would you like to go on a road trip? Have you ever, you know, where would, in America would you like to go on holiday or something? <laughs> Ended up, what's the longest you've ever gone in a car out in the bathroom? <laughs> Without wanting to kill the family or with? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've, I've driven 206 miles to Durham. Or 260 Whoa. miles. To... No, that's, that's not true. That's I'm pretty... Pretty... <laughs> I, see, I see what you're doing there. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Um, you're testing your eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, just testing my eyes. Anyone outside the UK has no idea the context of these yeah. jokes. Just Google Dominic Cummings and all will become um, very clear um, very quickly. Oh, uh, yeah. Long... Okay, so am I a fan of long car rides? Yes. No, I just um, didn't expect that so, answer. I thought you were oh, a sickly got... person in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a slight either. Some people get really, really car sick. Uh, you describe me as a sickly person, to be honest <laughs> with you, mate. No, I, I like as long as I've got some music. I don't want to like if I was if it was just silence. Mm. I'd be painful. I just you don't you don't just listen to "Life mm. Is a Highway" on loop, do you? You've got some actual <laughs> good music to accompany the trip. I mean, I wouldn't say good music, but I've got music. <laughs> um, okay, so "Life Is a Highway" is fair game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm um, a big fan of car. I'm a long car trips as well we go we used to go on like one every year well it's not that long down to like dorset way so you know three hours in the car it's pretty it's pretty far i think in the longest i've ever been on we've we, i've driven but well, i've not driven i've been in a car when someone has driven to scotland oh man i've not done um, that yet but i really would like to just to say I've, I've done it i'm actually googling now to see how long it would have taken it probably would have been about seven or eight hours i think did you go on the france trip in school did oh you, i don't think so no. oh okay so that was like a coach trip that we got from school at like five in the morning and then obviously we went on the channel tunnel and so that that's probably actually the longest what is it two hours or so two and a half maybe even more no probably about three three and a half to get down to calais uh to dover rather yeah. and then across to calais that was pretty long and we were just absolutely knackered kind of school trips do you remember when we went to um to eeps in in Belgium. did you go on that one i do yes and uh, there was one kid in our class who i forget who it was but they missed the bus <laughs> well, so they didn't the get to come to come no there were, there were rumors about like his mom like chasing down the bus on the oh i remember that yeah yeah and then someone else i think ended up like taking his place and i got a call at like one in the morning or something i don't know but oh um, my god i really do yeah. remember that wow <laughs> your memory this is why you're so good at the trivia you just freaking pull these things out of nowhere speaking of trivia are you ready to tuck yourself into trivia corner this week I'm ready to tuck myself in excellent we've been sent some from mischief night and hamish again this week so thank you so much to both of those and i've got a few little extras to read out for listener mail I'll begin with Hamish's question one key. What is the name of the spa Fraser is looking at on his vacation brochures or brochures, as they say in America? Oh, um, oh, yes, I do remember this. Is it you the um, Golden Door Spa? It like is that? the Golden Door Spa. That's... Is this, do you think, is it just a coincidence? Obviously, the episode, what's it called now, Door Jam, in like season 10 or so, when they go to the spa and they go through the gold door, but they're not allowed through the platinum door, is there kind of a, there's a real kind of connection there. I wonder if they already had that idea 
or maybe they thought, I don't know, I just the coincidence there is too great for me. So maybe they've kind of informed one another. I don't know if you remember that episode when he said that or or not. It's only when I watched it, I, I didn't remember the reference here. But, no, um, but you just never it, know with I these like, writers. I really like the idea that if if they have thought about it and there is a yeah, they're kind of shouting something. You know, yeah, day. all the years apart. Yeah. Okay. Question two: What does Martin refer to his cane as? In this episode, at one point he refers to the cane as something very specific. Okay, um, I think does he refer to him as like my little pal or? Yes, he does. Yeah, He's my I... old pal is what Hamish has written down, um, and it very well. It probably is my old pal. I can't quite remember from the episode, but yeah, man, you're doing well this week, and I think you're going to get the third one. But I'm going to I'm going to try and try and be a stickler for the answer here. So when they end up in Canada. What specifically is happening in three months' time? Um, hasn't Daphne got her interview for her green card? She has, yes. It's her final interview as well. Oh, I'm going to give you the point because I'm not going to be that much of a, <laughs> I'm not going to be that much of a stickler. Um, but yeah, she's got her final interview. I assume that they're kind of staged, and you have to have an interview at like different periods of the of the application or something. But yeah, I mean, we've got we've got more to say on that when we get to the view. But I fully empathise with how stressed Daphne is in this episode. I would be absolutely like beside myself. Um, do you want to hit me with yours this week, Kay? And then I will do Mischief Nights for you. Okay, then. So uh, my first question. Lay it on, I mate. think I think all of my questions come from the same scene. Oh, okay. Um, that so... probably won't help. <laughs> okay, so what did the porter break in Maris's makeup box? Okay, I do remember this because I absolutely love just the whole image, Niles' delivery of it. I think it's small vials of lamp placenta. Is Swiss lamp placenta? Swiss, Swiss lamp placenta, yes. And uh, the the leather lining of her bag had never been more soft and <laughs> supple. <laughs> Just the idea of having vials of that in your bag, it's terrifying. It's like something from like a, a horror novel. I mean, it, it, it would take some explaining. It would. If you were stopped at customs, you know, even if you've got as much money as Maris, I think, explaining away vials of placenta. It's, uh, it's not something I would ever want to do in an airport. Okay, hit me with your second question, Kay. Okay, what is Dallas sight of? I remember this one as well, and I, because I wanted to ask you if you knew what it was. It's the site of the first Neiman Marcus. I was going to ask you what it was, because I figured you'd know. I've got I no idea. think it's like a, an upmarket department store, so a bit like Salfridges or Harvey Nichols or something. Makes um, sense. I figured it'd be something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's like its own brand or if it has like concession shops within it, like Tiffany or whatever. But yeah, it's just like Harvey Nichols, basically. Well, so you're two out of two. Oh you're, my um, God. you're on, on the brink. Of glory. I don't know. The final question, and I think you'll get this. Okay. Where did Frasier and Martin drive to? Frasier was nine years old. Oh, man. Is this a really funny anecdote when he says <laughs> there's something wrong with your brother, Frasier? <laughs> okay, well, I can remember that bit. I can't remember where they're driving to. They drove from Seattle to... Oh, Spokane. <laughs> yes! Three out of three, man. This is unbelievable. The first time. This is great. This is great to uh, quote the fan club, <laughs> Frasier fan club guy. Oh, man. Is that... When was the last week? We both got three. So have you ever got three? <laughs> Whoa! Go love your dogs there. That's <laughs> no, a very valid question. I might not have. I might not have. Um, <laughs> you might do it once or twice. Maybe. It's a, it's a rarity. We need okay. like a victory klaxon to go off we for do. you. I'm gonna, I'll add one in post-production. Okay. It's going to go right now. Okay. I've got three questions. Three more questions for you. Let's see if you can keep up the the perfect 100% run. These are mischief nights now. What was Daphne chopping, then later serving as part of the vacation announcement celebration? Oh, God. This is an excellent. 
excellent question. The kind of caveat uh, Mischief Knights put, to be fair, it's a this is his best guess based on his eyes, and it's also corroborated by KACL780.net. But feel free to be merciful, is his note. I've gone, did I say it in the episode? I don't know if she says it. I can't remember because so, this was a really remember, tough one for me. I remember seeing over a tray of things, but I have no idea what they are. A little tray of goods. What could it be? Oh, what do you serve trays of? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, see, this is this is again lack of culture coming out. Because my first two thoughts are ham sandwiches, ham sandwiches, or sausage rolls, <laughs> sausage rolls. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm always in the mood for a tray of sausage rolls. I mean, they're heavenly sausage rolls. They're incredible. It was um, it was boiled hot last week i mm. neither we couldn't be asked to cook so we just lived off sausage rolls for a week. <laughs> just a giant pack of walls four pack much. it was like last night uh, every night have some sausage rolls instead <laughs> <laughs> to be fair sounds um, pretty nice in the interest of that i'm gonna say sausage rolls <laughs> <laughs> well mischief nice put cheese cheese oh, and apparently this sense. is corroborated by kscl 780 though we have said in the past you know we never know if if we can fully trust them, because obviously they're they're only human, the people who've transcribed them, and what a great job they've done anyway. But uh, if they're it's saying cheese and MK is saying cheese, I'm going to go with cheese. cheese. We're yeah. going to say <laughs> cheese. Okay, Keith, your perfect record has a blemish on it this week. <laughs> okay, okay, you, I think you'll get this one. Question two. What items are at the roadside stand Fraser and Niles want to stop at? Oh, okay, I think I do know this. Is it, um, is it like fruit? Yes, fresh fruit. And... Cider? Homemade apple cider, absolutely. To be honest, that, one, that sounds delicious, but two, I wouldn't have them two down as wanting to stop for homemade apple cider. You know, they never they... ever drink beer or cider at any other point I can remember in the show. Is it the fact that it's more like it's a rustic kind of artisan good, considering it's like a novelty out on the road? Maybe when they're on holiday, anything goes. Maybe yeah, anything goes, yeah. They'll sit drinking cider. a can of Foster's, who knows? <laughs> Okay, question three, Kate. Okay, I'll read out everything he's uh, everything he's put here because there's a bit of like context to the question. Key got me on the number of times Frasier couldn't play the song last week, but can he get me on this one? How many times does Daphne say sure in her American accent? This is a really good one. Um, I actually mean to ask, is can she said it every time, or did they just record it once and she did it and they? What because like, it sounds so similar each yeah, time. Yeah, it sounds identical every it time. It does, man. It does, and also um, this is gonna this is gonna like be a big kind of pulling away the curtains moment for people listening but occasionally because your mic doesn't always pick up the beginning of your sentences at uh, the very beginning when we do the I'm Will and I'm Key it, it often clips out you saying I'm so you just go Key so I have to copy and paste it from a week when it did work and so if anyone really listened carefully they'll notice that you say it the same every week <laughs> but I, I'm trying to kind of make it a bit more natural I'm not going to do it this week so people know what I mean but there you go so maybe they do do this who knows Every single week, I listen to the podcast. And my voice sounds a bit high pitched at the start. I've got to make that a bit better. At no next way, week. there you go. I've been really working on it. You've <laughs> been in front of the mirror and everything. Okay, so for the question, um, it's got to be, it's got to be at least five or six. It? Okay, um, that's what you're settling with. Because he comes back in, she says it again, she says it at the end. Yeah, I think it's six. It is six? Absolutely. Oh. Wow, Pike. <laughs> I, I'm going to say go. that makes up for not getting the cheese one, because that's ridiculous. She says it to the cop about 
two or three times. And then but also she says it, she says it when Martin says, can you say anything in American? And then I think she says it late, right near the end of the episode. She when... says it right at the end when he, um, he, he, uh, he says about Eddie and, um, or she says it again then. I think that's the last yeah, time he says it. I think so. That. I think so. So there's a few little moments. That's a really good question. Love that question. Um, but well played, Key. You got got five out of six there, but but we're gonna get rid of the cheese one and we're gonna pretend you got six out of six because <laughs> you did you did down good there. But yeah, thank you so much to Hamish and Mischief Knight for those. Always, always excellent. And coffee, my coffee with Niles, he is here. He's got us we've got some mail to read out. He is in the background and he's got some questions coming eventually. He's uh he's kind of filled us in where he's at. But let's hop into the review, Key. Can you remember what the animation was this week? I wanna say, was it just like a red light? It was something? a red light atop the space needle, a bit of a classic there and obviously we opening KACL could there be a connection there we're still investigating you know the antennas beeping opening the radio it's a stretch but we're gonna you know we're gonna go with it Frey is probably the most excited we've seen him at this point in this in the series I think I can't remember the last time he's like He's like a little puppy dog, the way he's talking about this this vacation that he's got planned. I think everyone is like that on their last day of work. Before you <laughs> before you've got your annual leave coming up, I always feel like everyone's a bit like, oh, it's the last day before summer vacation. Big jubilant feeling. It was always like the last day of term at school as well, when it was just like you felt yeah. lighter than air, and you were like, I don't care what happens today. There are no consequences. <laughs> um, and also, kind of sucks for kids at the moment going through the lockdown and pandemic and going back on these staggered school rotors because it is robbing them of that and like nothing can rival the feeling of a summer holiday and it's robbing them of that and i just think it's i just a, think that sucks very strange for them isn't it i mean they're going back for five or six weeks doing probably one or two days a week yeah then oh yeah and then, and then the... summer holiday will come around but obviously they've already been off for so long they're probably just gonna be thinking oh geez you know <laughs> well maybe they won't you know some kids might be like actually i'd rather be at school chilling with my friends but you know that's that is the new normal now uh, Frazier refers at this point when he's, he's flicking through the, the brochures, as he calls them. He says he spent, you know, I want to spend an obscene amount of money at these spas. Would you want to go on a spa vacation if you had the Frazier's money? Is this the kind of thing you would you would pursue? Because he's very big into, like, you know, beauty and treatment and that kind of thing. It's a chance. Not a chance. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, a chance is always going on, oh, we should go to a spa. No. So you it's haven't weird. actually been on one yet? I haven't, and I don't intend to. <laughs> okay, I can see you frolicking in the mud baths, mate. <laughs> I don't. I find it weird for people that I don't know to touch me. <laughs> it, not even that. In some places, they'll just like beat you with like stinging nettles and stuff. It's like kind of you know, it's like you're a heretic in Roman times. I think it's uh, it's it's a funny one. You know, spas and stuff. I'm a bit with you. If, if someone bought me one and I could go on it, you know, it wasn't going to be weird. Maybe it would. Maybe it'd be okay. But generally, like the idea of going there when you could pick anywhere on a vacation and it's like presumably his only time off you know for for however long i just think it's a bit of a i don't know not a waste because he obviously wants to go but always strikes me as a bit odd i feel if i ever had a massage i would just talk to fill the silence (laughs) i'm not i'm not sure actually i think it would be more awkward if i did speak and i think the longer we can keep that silence of i can pretend i'm not there and this isn't (laughs) happening (laughs) and the the fact that i'm rationalizing it like that maybe i should never ever go go for one because (laughs) clearly it's not a that's not a healthy way of viewing the brilliant zinger from from Ross here and it's very earlier in the episode but this probably will be my pick 
for you to Scott Burton when she says you do work three hours a day <laughs> which I just think is fantastic I mean I'm reminded of the fact that when I had my part-time job I worked at a garden centre and pretty much everyone who worked there was like you know school or college or early uni age on the tills this is and uh, we pretty much all did four hour shifts so I would get up and I just did eight to twelve in the morning so I had to get up quite early but it was just always got ribbed by people that actually had like you know they worked nine hours at McDonald's or whatever they're like oh yeah you did four hours today it's hardly a hardly a taxing shift but you know I kind of empathize here but I mean Frazier yeah he works three hours a day it isn't the hardest job in the world admittedly he is a trained medical professional but he does get paid a lot for, for not many hours remarkably you only worked four hour shifts yeah, every time my mum went to that shop she saw you <laughs> well, I, I do remember seeing your mum a lot actually man she yeah. would always come over like a Saturday and go I saw Willig <laughs> <laughs> I hope she kind of sang my praises about what a stellar job I did packing her begonias or whatever and that's, <laughs> that's not a euphemism <laughs> terrible terrible thing um, I don't think Martin and Fraser's relationship in season one up to now I think you might disagree with me here as as people listening might which you know please do and, and write in i don't think it's as stretched at this point as as much as he thinks it is because like the way i don't know if maybe i'm filling in the blanks here with what i know comes later in the show you know that they obviously get closer as the show goes on but the way he's talking about martin to ross it's it's almost as if he's regressed 20 episodes and he's only just moved in or met met him again like you know he's saying to ross how do you have that relationship with your mom and i don't know i feel like in the last few episodes you know they're almost like kind of their relationships almost what it will become you know there's a bit of there's a bit of anxiety they they get in each other's face but then there's also the sentiment as well and the tenderness i don't know how do you kind of view this i completely agree to be honest mm. i think that at this stage you've always you've already got this dynamic between them that they're going to argue something end up having a very in-depth chat yeah and, and they'll see each other's perspective and go on much better at the end of the episode i think that they've really at this stage we've seen their relationship blossom and they've got a very very good uh father and son vibe that i think at this stage niles is starting to maybe miss out on and feel that he's not experiencing that and i know he mentions that in a later episode yeah um, no i i completely agree with that i do think it's shifting to niles now i don't know if perhaps Frazier's saying this purely because he's comparing himself to Roz and her mom. They have an all different kind of relationship. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think so. Like when he actually goes back to the apartment and he's giving out the the, the leaflets and he's saying, you know, pick wherever, wherever you want to go. And Martin's reaction is obviously kind of, he's really happy when he finds out he actually wants to go on a trip. He's like, you really want to go on a trip with me? And he's smiling at that. Their whole dynamic there is actually really nice and just not what you would expect if you just tuned into this episode and you'd heard him talking about this strained relationship with his dad and then they, it cuts to him like oh dad do you want to go on holiday yeah sure <laughs> you know which is essentially how it plays out but i mean when it when it cuts to the to the apartment niles is getting a heavenly massage from daphne we have the amazing kind of half asleep delivery of the the line about the broken bars of lamp placenta i just love niles's face is hilarious at this point the way martin's stroking eddie and just kind of looking at him at the corner of his eye like what the hell is going on just yeah i, I feel like again there's a great kind of escalation of niles and daphne's relationship here because this we've gotten from like you know very light you know a bit kind of scandalous you know or he sniffs a hair or something to now she's literally just like full-on elbowing massaging him and he's loving it i, I absolutely love the line oh call me niles 
That is an unbelievable line. I've got that written down. I've just put fantastic next to it. It's a brilliant line. It's just, it is, as you say, it's the next step, isn't it? It's the escalation. And we're seeing that. See, hinted at it before. We had obviously the episode where um, she went round to his house and mm-hmm. he will, they won't, they sort of, sort of uh, atmosphere. But it's, it's just this very, very nice, sort of gentle, just sort of step ups in their relationship. Yeah. And seeing this dynamic that is going to carry on, this is where it really sort of starts to kick off. And Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it's like, it's actually kind of, it's kind of nice in that it's not, obviously, just for Niles, but it doesn't have like a massively romantic overtones at this point it's just kind of something that friends would do if they were kind of lounging about the house or whatever or Niles has presumably just come over from work because he's dressed quite smartly and I just think it's got quite a, quite a naturalistic feel to it and I just think it's it's yeah we, we talk we talk about it kind of developing a relationship but it's also just something that feels kind of realistic and, and that would be done I, I just a little point I've made here going back going back to what we were just talking about but technically advancing in the chronology of the episode when he gives the leaflets out to martin you know he says frazier he says it's about where you want to go again no it's not he's giving him the selection of like places frazier would probably want to go just like when he buys the chair and give him the chair and he's like oh you know this is for you dad but it's not it's a frazier i just i don't know if you kind of picked up on that as well like again frazier's being not in a kind of insidious or or, or bad way but he is kind of being manipulative in, in the situation a little bit he's kind of like trying to be a sort of puppet master yeah yeah to kind of get the perfect vacation as you say he's giving him a choice if you give someone a choice of five options you've come up with the options (laughs) exactly yeah you give them five leaflets you know and they want to go on a sixth which they end up doing like you know which i like the fact that even though he's given him these clear five options martin ends up shirking them all and saying well actually let's do this which i think is great there's another if we're going to go along the line of you know let's read into these little callbacks or throws to other episodes you know as with the Golden Door Spa, later we have Door Jam. Reference here to the Galapagos Islands. Can you tell me a Fraser episode where they are prevalent? Jogging your memory. Um, oh, Don't be uh, put on the spot, but I, I appear to have done. <laughs> I, I feel, and I'm probably getting this mixed up with different islands. Does he not go down on a date with someone at some stage? Or I mean, similar vibes. He goes like Bora Bora and, 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 and oh, places yeah. like that. Um, or what I'm thinking of specifically, and there may be other, other references, is the first episode of i think it's season four or five frazier's imaginary friend when he's dating the supermodel zoologist that no one believes he's dating yes and she she goes she's inseminating uh iguanas on the galapagos islands um so i wonder again if there's like you know is it just a throwaway line i mean i didn't think the galapagos were like a big holiday destination they are a big holiday destination there you go i had no idea so it's probably just a coincidence but there you go isn't the the species so many species on the Galapagos that you can't find anywhere else in the world, things like that. Yeah, that's what it's it's obviously got such a huge scientific link with like Darwin going there. So in my head, it's always just been associated with, oh, it's a place where you know, there's presumably a lot of kind of like research centers and labs and stuff. I didn't realize it's actually like a full on, you know, let's go and sun ourselves up on the beaches of the Galapagos. But, you know. Yeah, so I think it has been like quite a yeah, popular destination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. I so could be completely wrong. <laughs> no, it's probably just one of those. It's probably a coincidence, but I just thought it was funny that we're already in this episode we've had two kind of references to, to other episodes. I love I, Martin's dream of wanting to see America via Winnebago and he says this is, you know, a dream Hester and I had. My mom and dad dream of getting a camper van when they retire and like going around or, you know, around the UK. And my dad always enters like little raffles and stuff to win, you know, that they're all online to win camper vans. So this is 
very realistic to me that Martin wants to do this. Like, and I, I want to do it now, so I'm definitely going to want to do it when I retire. I just think, is this something that appeals to you as well? We talked a little bit at the beginning about it, but would you want to get like, you know, if someone gave you a camper van for free, would you, you know, make use of it around the UK? Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't drive in America because American roads scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be terrified. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a natural thing, I think, for everyone to have sort of a dream for when they retire. Yeah. Because you've got to, you've got to find a way you fill in your days. Yeah, I have, yeah. And I mean, traveling is, you know, a brilliant way to do that. It's weird you say about American roads, actually, because I was potentially going to, to come to America for like a year, but like I didn't get this, this scholarship. If I had got it, I would have probably rented a car and kind of driven around a bit of the, you know, the kind of the Midwest or wherever. But like, I remember my, my supervisor who has done that, I was like, oh, you know, it scares me to death, the idea of driving in America. And he was just like, oh, it's, it's so much easier than the UK because there's just like no roundabouts or anything. It's just straight and junctions, you know, that's it. That's all it is. Um, and when you actually look and think about it, I mean, there are, there are kind of roundabouts and islands and stuff in the, in the cities, but they're rare. They're very rare. And it's just like, yeah, you know, it's just kind of straight roads and junctions. So it's maybe not as scary as you think it is. I'm a nervous driver anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. nervous driving around Garrett's Green. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett's Green, man, where we had our tests. Got a lot oh, of bad yeah. memory. I drive pat through there, actually, every week when I go to play football. Well, I did before the coronavirus put a, a stop to that. But um, yeah, a lot of memories around Garrett's Green. Uh, brilliant, brilliant delivery from Niles here. Probably my favourite delivery of a line in the episode when he said, Oh, Winnebago boy. Just the way he says it, the way he's kind of arching his shoulders and he walks over to him. Just, you know, they call it the whooping cranes. I think, I can't, yeah, this was um, our Mischief Knights trivia on his kind of fun notes. He says, Noel suggests Frasier names the Winnebago the whooping cranes, which is the name of a season eight episode, which I think is called, I think it's whooping cranes or whooping cranes or something like that. Um, so yeah, again, another little reference to another episode. That's the third one now. I mean, maybe these are all coincidences, but like, yeah. But a great delivery from Nars. Weirdly enough for me, I feel like the line that I can always hear best in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that reason, I'm going to give it the best delivery just because it's, for some reason, it's stuck with me. It's the way that Martin delivers. I think I should see America first. Yeah, I, I really want to do that it. Line. In, I want to do it in a Winnebago. In uh, a Winnebago. <laughs> I don't know why, just something about the delivery. I it, Sometimes in a day, it will just randomly pop into my head. <laughs> Delivery. Those are the why. best quotes that do that. I think it's I think it's how ecstatic he is to say, I don't want to do it in a Winnebago. Like he's smiling and he's really happy when he says it. And it's just like it's everything Frasier's, you know, did Frasier didn't want. It's like his hell. Um it just, you know, um, he goes on to say, you know, when I said together, I meant adjoining sweets again, a brilliant line, also just kind of indicative of how ludicrously wealthy Frasier is. You know, that line and earlier when he's like, Oh, I want to spend obscene amounts of money at the spa like i don't know i love fraser obviously and i dream of having his lifestyle but also the way he flaunts his wealth so often it can rub you up the wrong way a little bit i don't know do you reckon this is happiest we've seen martin so far I think so in the kind of his react. I think it's because you know he's genuinely going to realize a dream he and Hester had and that's not touched upon at all after this scene and I just think it more should be made of that because he's doing something that he's just openly admitted him and Hester wanted to do 
I think it should be slightly more momentous to the others, but obviously so much happens in the episode, it kind of gets relegated a little bit. I think there's a possibility that that's because just like two weeks ago, obviously, we had the chair scene. Yes. Um, do you reckon they've been cautious of trying to throw in that twice? In- that's a good point, actually. I completely forgot about the, the other line. Yeah, may- maybe. Um, so soon after that episode, having two kind of twee Martin realising a dream of Hester's. Yeah. Oh, well, not, he didn't realise a dream in the chair episode, but you know what I mean. No, I, th- I think that's a good point, actually. So the really interesting line from Niles here, and I saw a post on Fraser Fan Club a couple of days ago, or it might have been a week ago or so, and I wanted to try and remember it for this episode. I didn't even make a note of it, but it stuck with me because it was really interesting. When he says to Fraser about, um, about Hester saying, well, she looked out and died, and like he kind of, you know, he's got like a bit of a mischievous grin, and then the, the way the studio audience laugh is a bit like, oh, that's dark humour. Someone was just saying they thought it was really out of character, and like they just wouldn't expect Niles to make that dark of a joke. But like later in the series, Marty makes similar lines where he says something about, um, oh yeah, Hester, your, mo- your mother wanted to do that, but she's dead or something. And he says it like really nonchalantly, and it gets a laugh from the studio audience. I don't know, did this line stick out to you at all? I don't think, I, don't, I personally don't think of it as a dark line, to be honest. Okay. I, think, I think if you've lost relatives, you do end up sort of making these sort of jokes. Internal. Yeah, I, I, it's like a coping mechanism almost. Yeah, and I, th- I think, I don't know, I mean, I'd probably make this sort of a joke um, mm. to, to family members. So I don't think, for me, I don't find it as dark. I think, I think it's just a, a joke between brothers for me. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 th- I think that's fair. Um, I, I, the fact that, yeah, it is not saying it to Frasier is obviously way more palatable than if he was saying it to Daphne, or obviously he wouldn't say it to Martin. But yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. My brother and I have a very specific sense of humour and stuff, and maybe that's just a little bit of, of that coming out here. After this point, we have the anecdote about the tr- when they're trying in the plot of the episode, Martin is trying to get Daphne covertly to come with them. Frasier's trying to do that with Niles so that it won't be awkward. And we have that amazing anecdote about the trip Frasier and Martin made and I think we've got a problem with your brother Niles or whatever he says uh, no no what oh yeah, no, no, with, your brother yeah Frasier. with your brother Frasier he says that to Frasier just I don't, I don't know the way he delivers this line I, I I think it's one of the biggest laughs for me in the episode and it doesn't quite get the the studio audience response and you know Niles reaction isn't quite what I expect I just think this is a hilarious line like it's so simple but so funny yeah, and for, uh, it, for me Kelsey is the one who makes that line for me yeah yeah I think it's all about the way he chooses to deliver it yeah that's what for me that's what makes it funny but I I also say I think Niles has got a fantastic line in this little bit as well mm. when he says uh, you're my brother that entitles you to my bone marrow and one of my kidneys <laughs> yes yeah, so, but this is an imposition <laughs> such a good line such a good line I mean I, I mean would you would you give a kidney to your brother Kay? yeah I probably would yeah. I, 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 I would probably say something like this to him I think, I think at some <laughs> stage I've probably said when you're my brother when I think we I think genuinely, yeah. I think one Friday night, I didn't want to go out, and he did. And I said something along the lines of, I said I'd do anything for you. I meant I'd jump in front of a car, not go to a pub. <laughs> Leave I, me alone. I can really imagine you, like, coming out of the hospital after the operation, giving a card to your brother that says, you know, congratulations on the recovery. And then inside, there will just be a, you know, that'll be a thousand pounds, please, for the kid. Oh, yeah. You know, um... <laughs> I, would, I would use it at every opportunity. <laughs> I can really imagine that. But yeah, no, it, it's... It's, uh, it's 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 funny to think about that kind of line when we think about what actually happens way down the line in in the series when it comes to, to, to the brothers visiting hospital for various different reasons. I'm conscious I'm trying not to spoil too much this week because of I mentioned last week.
week of the, um, I think it was Reclear, or I can't quite remember the username. Someone who's watching the show for the first time, they're, they're unfortunately not being able to listen to us because we, you know, we, we talk about the show as if, as if everyone's heard it. But I did say, because they love this episode, we'll try and keep the spoilers to a minimum and I'll let them know. If if it's not too bad, and I've curved, I've you know curtailed them so they can listen to this episode. So when I'm going back through this editing, I'll try and you know maybe chop out some of the uh, the spoilery bits. So obviously they ultimately decide to go on the the Winnebago road trip. I've already kind of said this. I think there's such a huge romance to the, the road trip in America. It's, it, there is that in the UK, you know, going to the seaside, but it's much bigger in America, I think, as we will have later with a kind of a literary reference to someone, which I want to talk about. But I, I'm desperate to do a road trip across the US. Like, I would love to do it. It sounds so cliche, especially for someone who doesn't live there, where obviously, presumably all our American listeners think the novelty of doing a road trip is probably not as good as it sounds. But I, I would absolutely love to do this. Um, is is it? I mean, you you kind of said earlier this is something you'd want to do in the US. I think the problem is I think it not it's, driving though. Maybe if you yeah you didn't want to drive. What if you were like a passenger or something? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to go. I think with a sort of a group of mates or something like that, and all just sort of everyone maybe shares a bit of driving that sort of thing. That'd be good. So um, no one falls asleep at the wheel. Uh, the only thing I think though is that it's sort of it's difficult to do just because of time. Um, yeah, yeah. It's America's so goddamn huge. People don't realize how <laughs> big it is that like you'd only be able to road trip like you know a few states maybe you know maybe four or five a massive push for like you know i don't know a three-week period or something i've got no idea the time frame maybe our american listeners can fill us in but yeah i I completely agree with you and i'd only want to do it if i had a good a good if i had a big winnebago someone watching austin powers in the back like martin does in road warrior anything yeah that is that is the perfect setup what do you make of martin's bit here when they're actually in the winnebago his whole gag about slowing down the turn offs five miles away and he's like, you know, it, it's coming up now, so start slowing down. It's five miles away. I, I, I don't get this that much because obviously he's exaggerating, and that's part of the joke. And there's callbacks to it later. But you just realistically would never tell someone to start slowing down five miles away from a turn off. And it just, I don't know. I think I'm being really nitpicky here, but it always annoys me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, as well, I think this isn't really a Martin sort of thing to... I know, I, I think it's there so that, obviously, they can do the joke if Fraser doing it again later on and, and things yeah. like that. For me, I, I feel that it works much better with Asia doing it than Martin just because of their personalities. But maybe maybe it is a, maybe it's a road trip thing specifically in America mm. where if you miss a turn, yeah, you're in trouble. Who, who knows? The roads are so long and kind of, yeah, often, you know, there's only like one motel for 30-mile stretch or something. It's just... Uh, yeah maybe but i agree with you it's obviously there for the frasier for the reference later in the episode um but I, I, it doesn't really feel like something Martin would do. It's kind of like maybe the Winnebago is bringing out the the kind of proper dad in him because this is a very dad thing to do, which which we have when he's actually driving it as well. Amazing physical comedy from David Hyde Pierce here, which we pretty much say every episode on this podcast. But it's got to be said when when Frazier swerves the Winnebago and he flies into the cupboards all the way back, just absolutely amazing i absolutely love this because i love his, his physical comedy also in this scene i love the way he says that uh, that he's inspired and he's just gonna he's gonna put on a baseball cap <laughs> that's exactly that's... what i was just gonna bring you up i love this so much and niles in a backward turned baseball cap <laughs> is how i look in a backwards turned baseball cap i am someone who looks stupid in hats but because i've started running recently over the last few months when it's really hot obviously or when it's raining 
I will take a baseball cap with me. And I have a really old one, a bit like the one Niles puts on. I don't think it's, you know, Niles puts on just like any old baseball cap they found. And I just, you know, I often wear it backwards as well, just because it's, you know, it's easy. I just I just look ridiculous like he does. I mean, how do you fare in hats, Kia? Do you have a hat head? I do not have a you hat You do not have a hat. Do you own any hats? You strike me as someone who doesn't own any hats. I don't know oh, why. You know, surprisingly enough, I own about three hats. Wow, but... talk us through them all. Okay, I've got a flat cap. Wow. Who, who doesn't own a flat cap? When do you put that on? It never. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> a Peaky Blinders costume party. I think I, I don't know. I don't even know why I bought it. I think it was <laughs> on a sale. To be honest. Honestly, just so you were like Niles getting hoodwinked by a salesperson. They just saw you coming a mile away. I think so. I mean, I've never even watched Peaky Blinders. I think I just saw an advert for. It. I was like, yeah, I could. I could. I've just remembered there is an episode where Niles puts a flat cap on. So there you go. I look like him in a baseball cap. You look like him in a flat cap. <laughs> Anyway, talk us through the other two hats you own. Um, I also have... I have a baseball cap. Okay, it's, excellent. It's, sort of, it's like a baseball cap, but it's not It's not anything to do with baseball, but it's that design. Is it? Is it like a proper one, or is it one of those snapbacks where the beak is flat? I think the beak is flat. Oh, okay, you need to take that hat <laughs> deep into the woods, and you need to bury it six feet in the ground, okay? If I ever see you wearing that hat, I cannot be held responsible for what I do, do you? If anyone listening wears one of those caps, it's your God, you know, is your right to, to express, you know, it's, you've got the liberty to wear that hat, but um, the key is forbidden from wearing that hat. What's your, what's your third hat, key? It's not really bad, I can't remember the name of it. It's like... Can't remember the name. One, everyone looks a bit like a pimp sort of thing, that sort of look. Everyone the looks white, a like a pimp. Like, you know, the white, every guy who wears it, it, does, it doesn't look. It's not a fedora. It could be a fedora. Oh my um, god, how do you have one of those? I don't know. It, you know, it's it's like a white hat with a black strip. I think, I think, I think that, it's a fedora. That, I think it must be. And the fact that it's white as well, that is like very Wycliffe Jean, very bold. I mean, when when do you wear that hat? The, um, Genuinely, I used to wear it just around the house when my hair was getting long to help keep my hair out of my face. Wow, I love that. That is a strong look. And because of coronavirus, my hair is now that long, I'm literally using an Alice band. To... Oh, wow. Man, you, you're absolute style icon, mate, honestly. No, it's not a fedora. I know what it is. I've just, I find this, I'm literally on a ASOS looking at hats to remember okay. the name. Trilby. A trilby, so it's kind of similar, kind of similar, but, um, oh, wow, that's fantastic. If we ever do like a... I don't know what you'd call it, a, a live stream when we can visit, like to say hello to people who listen, you know, we actually show phone, ourselves right? on video. We can we can do a little a little run through of your, your hat collection because <laughs> I've just learned, I'm learning so, I've known you for 20 years and I'm learning so much about you tonight when it comes to your hats. So after Niles flips his hat around, we have the great literary references here. And I've said this before, at one point I did keep track of all the literary references every episode. I haven't, I've lost track of that now. And I'm not going to start it because, as I said, we have so many things we're keeping track of. But I am going to try and make sure I mention them um, every episode if I if I can. We have Jack Kerouac being referenced here. Um, Jack Kerouac went on the road. Have you read On the Road at all, Key? No, I feel it's one of those books that I should. It is genuinely one of my favourite books, and I should caveat the, that caveat that with I am not someone who subscribes to. Jack Kerouac and the Beats philosophy. The Beats all were like 35-year-old guys. They weren't teenagers. They were all fully grown men who basically left, a lot of them left families behind, wives behind, 
and just went on these kind of hedonistic road trips. But that doesn't stop On the Road from being like amazingly written. It's beautifully written. And as someone who loves America but hasn't been, there aren't many better portraits of that. But yeah, that's all about the the journey of of traveling in, uh, on American highways and stuff. So really like the reference to that. There's another reference to something and someone get their kicks on Route 66. I can't remember who who he says. I don't know if you can. Is it, um, is it um, Buzz and Todd? Buzz and Todd. I think it might be actually. Is that a film or a song or? To be honest, um, I feel like it's think... a song. I get my kicks on Route 66. I don't know. Right. Um, it's, got, it's got a bit of a swing oh, vibe. Okay. Is an American adventure crime drama. Wow. There you go. After this point, they arrive at the bear gift shop to have their photo taken with a, quote, live bear. <laughs> I actually think this gift shop's a really nice set design. It just feels very realistic. It's like they actually have stopped at a roadside shop. I, I really like the uh, the woman who works there. You know, yeah, just, she's got a lot of attitude. <laughs> she does not care, you know. Is it a live bear? It's an old sign. It's an old sign. <laughs> I mean, I, I love that. I want to know how, how far away that sign is from her shop that she hasn't replaced it. So is it like five miles up the highway or something? I mean, and do you think this would be a very big draw? Like, I mean, obviously, the fact that it's live maybe would be a bigger draw than if it was just a taxidermied one, which is the reality of it. Would you pull over to have your photo taken with a live bear? Especially if it was actually alive? No, I'd be terrified. <laughs> um, I would as well. These things, they're, they're huge and they're fast and they won't think twice about killing you if you pose a kind of threat. So, you know, and I mean, a taxidermied one, it's okay, I guess. You know, I, that's I, a bit creepy for me. Yeah. I find it a bit strange. I find taxidermy very strange. I don't mean to offend anyone listening because you may well have taxidermy pets or I don't know what the vibe is. I feel like taxidermy is is more prevalent in America than it is in the UK. Again, don't wish to make any sweeping statements, but a lot of American media I've watched has taxidermy in, in some regard. Anyway, it's a perfectly legitimate thing for a lot of people, but yeah, there's, a, there's something a little bit strange about that. There's something uncanny, I think, if I had like a permanent statue of like my own pet like in the house like frozen in time i don't think i'd want that would you want to be like you know stuffed when you die oh my god what i'm kept on like if you became rich and owned a castle i could be like a statue in the foyer <laughs> that'd be good actually you could put like you could keep your hats on me <laughs> i could be if like a, a hat rack you don't want your wife to remarry after you die <laughs> you will I want to be stuffed and put on the couch okay <laughs> you, yeah i'll be stuffed in a sitting position so i can be transferred <laughs> to various seating furniture at, at the leisure of my uh, my wife and then when you know when she goes then god knows what will be done with me then i'll have to come and be your personal hat rack um it's the yes. exact wording that's going into your will <laughs> please make a note if anyone's listening and has power of attorney so we had the revelation now that daphne shouldn't be in canada I, I said this at the beginning of the episode but i'll just re- double down on it i'd be so stressed in this situation if i was her like this i get stressed about tiny things knowing i've left a country when i couldn't i couldn't do that i think it's mad is it was five years is it she has to be in there and i think well i know it's i think it's five years now yeah. maybe it's changed but um it is it's a, a, quite a big pressure i guess on you and you know do you think the authorities would be i mean i don't want to get political about it your border authorities in america at the moment are you know a whole different kettle of fish to what they have been in the past but i do think if you met a lenient officer, which obviously is a big if, this is a genuine mistake that you could hopefully explain because it is so innocuous and there's, you know, there's you wouldn't be able to prove any wrongdoing. And plus, why would a British person be in Canada? Like, it's not like I, I don't know. I just, how do you see this? I um, I'm with you in that. 
I would like to think they'd you know realize it is an honest mistake. There's absolutely no reason. But are we being pie-eyed there and thinking? Like, yeah, and I suppose that, you know, if there was a say like a border agent listening to this, they might say, "Oh well, we, we get told every single day that it's just a mistake." That's very true. Like they that. probably do get told that all the time. I'm showing so, my yeah. naivety here. Yeah, I mean, if I was in Daphne's position, I'd be terrified. Absolutely yeah. terrified. I'd be I'd be imagining the worst. Even if it's if it's just a fine, I'd be panicking about prison sentences. <laughs> like, even though they tell you it will just be a fine, you'd be like, oh my yeah. god, I'm gonna get killed in prison. You know, <laughs> I'm never gonna see the light of day again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm a I'm a chronic warrior. I'm better now than I, than I was, but uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be super stressed. I mean, I, I like the idea of naturalization as a citizen anyway. Like, I love America that much. I mean, it's hard to say that at the moment with what's going on. You know. Again, don't want to get political about things, but you know, we can't ignore the fact that like the world is currently in protest, the Western world. So you know, it's 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 a, it's a tricky one, but you know, I think America is filled with lots of lots of amazing people, and we have met many of them on online and through this podcast. And you know, you can't deny the geography, how beautiful it is, and you know, there are loads of parts of me that want to go there. You know, my PhD is literally on it as well. So the idea of like getting dual citizenship does appeal to me. I think if you, if you could pick any other country to have dual citizenship with what would it be okay um i'm very curious I, to what you're i think i can technically is. get dual, dual citizenship i think I, I qualify for irish oh no why why did you not apply for one so that you can have an eu passport yeah. um I, I think i still i assume i still can but i haven't got around to it um, you should definitely do it i would i would love to do that and still have an eu passport if i if i could do that i have like you know i'm as anglo-saxon as it gets i think <laughs> i've got no connections to any other countries that i can trace but yeah i think if i had another pa- i i genuinely love New Zealand. Everyone seems so chilled out. There's a lot of greenery. <laughs> there's not that many people. There's a lot of sheep. I like a lot it. of sheep. Lord of the Rings is filmed <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, I, I want to move to New Zealand. Is what I really want. New Zealand is wonderful. I've always wanted to go. And I think it's because, I don't know, I feel like they they, I mean, if anyone, we have New Zealand listeners, and I'd, we'd love to hear from you. Anytime we make ignorant generalizations, we want you to actively shoot us down because, you know, we need to we need to be kept in check over here. Yeah. But I think, I think the New Zealand and the UK have a lot of similarities you know like geography wise i think the people I, I wouldn't be able to say i don't know anyone from there and i've never been their handling of the current crisis far <laughs> far better than the uk and that's um, that's yeah. not a political opinion that is an empirical fact that is fact <laughs> like you know that is yeah we're not getting political there we have we're an absolute an absolute shower of proverbial when it comes to uh how we've dealt with everything there but that's dual citizenship let's swiftly move on before we dig this hole any deeper great delivery from cal here when she says I need a cup of tea and he just goes tea you might as well wave a crumpet around and hey, do, you, do you eat crumpets Key? these are this is the stereotypical British thing are you a crumpet eater I've had crumpets and if you if I was hungry and I've got nothing else I would eat a crumpet but I'm not a big crumpet guy I don't wow I'm not joking I probably have them every morning if not every other morning I have them with two two boiled eggs and some crumpets oh I do like in. a nice a nice boiled egg see Honestly. I don't have soldiers uh, yeah well I cut the crumpets into soldiers and I dip them in and because crumpets are like spongy they hold the yolk better so a little inside trick for you there mate but I, I have two eggs every morning of my life i'm just absolutely i'm a fiend for eggs but yeah 
for dinner as well? Uh, what, on the same day? Uh, I think I have before. I think Isn't there an old wives' tale that you're not allowed to have more than three eggs a day or something bad will happen? I feel like eggs are one of those foods that they change every month as to whether it's going to kill you or save your life. Yeah, all the articles I've seen are like, it's great for like low density, you know, lipoproteins or whatever, like low, low uh, cholesterol. And so there was one the other day, if you eat an egg every day, you can expect to live like 33% longer. And then, yeah, as you say, the week, the year after that, it'd be like, eggs are killing you. <laughs> Stop eating them. You know, these little balls of fat. So yeah, they're a funny one, but they're so delicious. So I'm going to keep eating them, I think. I love the kind of set design here. The Winnebago is really cozy with the lamp on and the curtains drawn and kind of like the, the shot through the windscreen, even though it looks very much like a cardboard cutout. I don't know if it is or if it's actually just a very square frontage of a Winnebago, but really good. Then we have the, the title card for Checkpoint Charlie, which is obviously where they're about to go back across the border. Do you, Have you ever been to Checkpoint Charlie in real life, Kay? I don't. I don't think so. No, the one in Berlin I'm talking about. I've been there and I can tell you all it is is a million tourist gift shops and also the largest McDonald's I've ever seen. And I just think that speaks so much about capitalism generally. Just here is a historic site and here is a giant McDonald's. I just think, yeah. And every shop around the Checkpoint Charlie was, quote, selling a piece of the Berlin Wall. There, I saw about a million pieces of the Berlin Wall in little glass cases that you could buy. There was no there was no way there was that much wall in, in the, to begin with. So these people are absolutely having you having you one. But yeah, what do you make of this scene with the, with the border control and stuff? I, I love it, actually. I mean, I love the whole... I mean, I've said to you before, I really like road trip episodes to TV shows. Massively, massively. I love the fact that... You- You've got this sort of, they're getting away from where they usually are, but at the same time, everyone in the main cast are all in a condensed space. Yeah, so the dynamics you, maintained. And you're just watching them bounce off each other and play yeah. off each other. It works so, so well, especially when you've got cast as strong as this and writing as swift. And, and But I think it, it works so, so well. And you really see their personalities when, you know, you've got these the, the fears that they're going to get caught by border control. And I, I love, I think Martin really comes to the, the fore in this. I, I think Massively. he's fantastic. And, yeah, um, I, I, my, my, my pick, I mean, I can say it now, it's going to say it to the end. My our Hamish, Hamish's new thing, where we, we pick who we think was the best actor of the episode. Actor being, you know, male or female there. I think Martin in this episode. Oh, and I think mainly say. because of just the way he deals with the guard and just the way he talks about the dog, about Eddie, not the dog. Um, just, yeah, really. And all the stuff at the beginning we talked about where he's so happy. But yeah, I think he wins it for me. I completely agree. I mean, we see him at the start of the episode sort of like schoolboy, so excited, and then he's just showing all his experience, all his know-how here. Just yeah, all his kind of the situation. Yeah. It works so well that Martin is just cool as a cucumber, while everyone else around him is panicking. You know, <laughs> all his tricks of the trade. You actually wonder what he was like as a cop. I mean, Fraser's ready to give the dog away. He's fine with that. You know, <laughs> yeah, take take the little thing away. We'll be off. <laughs> the way he puts um, his hand out to the windscreen. Definitely. Sure. Uh, just say that. <laughs> Niles, I love Niles. I think he's easy from start to finish. So, but for me, Martin, just because of the contrast to the others and, and how well he plays, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And you're, I'm, I'm right in thinking you are keeping track of all of our pointage. Um, yes. I can't, I think last week I gave it, we only started it last week, didn't we? And yeah. I gave it to Frasier and you went with Niles, did you? Yes. So, yes. Um, there you go. You went Fra- you've gone Frasier once, Martin once. I've gone Niles once and Martin once. There you go. So, Martin already. 
already leading the lines. Uh, I feel bad not giving it to Daphne this episode because she does really well. And the episode is kind of centered on her as much as it is Martin. It's, I like the fact that it's a, it's a Martin and Daphne episode in many respects. That's not often we get that. I'm thinking of like the three Valentines episode where they have like their whole subplot together. There's not many where it's just them two that I can kind of readily come to mind. There might be them. So I'm, I'm thinking uh, I'm kind of forgetting about, it, but, uh, but yeah, another great, kind of great shot of Martin through the windscreen again. And I just, I just put here, I just love the ending to this episode, the kind of cozy ambience of the kind of the cockpit of the Winnebago and Fraser and Niles, sit, um, Fraser and Martin sitting there, the hum of the engine, Niles and Daphne kind of napping in the back, and Martin and Fraser kind of deciding to uh, to drive on into the night. They want to go to Yellowstone because Martin has always wanted to see Old Faithful. Do you know what Old Faithful is, Kay? Like a, a geezer, a geyser. It, it, it is indeed. I don't know whether you say geezer or geyser, because um, obviously we say geezer to mean diamond geezer. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it is geezer. But yeah, I think I, th- I think I've looked on before. I think it's something like it's between sixty minutes and one hundred and ten minutes or something. That's how often it will it will eject its water. But I mean, I would want to see that. It's pretty amazing that it's been doing that for like. I don't know, a hundred years or something. <laughs> I think guys are just so cool generally. They know? are really cool. Yeah. And this one's like the get granddaddy of them all. <laughs> yeah. You know, so no. cool. What I really love about the end of this episode as well is the fact that they go back to being essentially what they are at the start of the episode. That they suggest the idea of the two of them going out by themselves, just the <laughs> two of them. There's an awkward silence going, well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah, nothing really changes. Yeah, no, I, I really, I love that. And then, but then they, they make light of that by let's have a joke and let's go to Yellowstone and tell Daphne you're in Mexico. And I love the way Martin laughs there and Fraser joins him. And yeah, I just think it's a really, really nice heartfelt ending that doesn't kind of dial up the, the sentiment too much. I just think it works so well. Okay, so a couple of, we're kind of, that's really the, the end of the review, but obviously we have a lot of uh, extra things to, to kind of go through. Title reference i'm really excited for this one this week and i'm kind of hoping you don't know what it's a reference to but do you do you have anything for travels with Martin? i don't uh, i don't think so i, I think i'll be in your hands here wow okay well i'm fairly confident this is what they're going with because we know how literary the writers are and we've had the jack kerouac reference in the episode john steinbeck wrote a book called travels with charlie in search of america and it was about him getting in his old pickup truck and with charlie who was his dog and they tr- they basically went on a road trip all around america um stopping off at loads of communities and stuff and getting a feel for you know the country it's you know i read it a uh, good four or five years ago now I'm, I'm a big fan of steinbeck um the book's good you know not absolutely remarkable there's better road trip books out there but yeah i mean i'm fairly certain it's a reference to that because we have like martin as the steinbeck figure eddie is charlie you know i just think yeah i just think i think that's what it's a reference to and it's kind of travels with charlie always comes up as like one of the the big road trip books and stuff like that so but yeah there you go interestingly um i don't know if we've mentioned this so far this was um i think john mahoney's favorite episode this was john mahoney's favorite episode i did not know that where have you where have you heard that oh i think it's on kacl 780 i think um oh right i think right at the top of the script it says in 1998, Comedy Central aired the five episodes picked by the Frage cast as their personal favourites. And this was John Mahoney's. Oh my god, yeah, I'm just seeing the other five. Should we read them out now, or shall we save it for when we actually read them out? I, I think we should save it for the individual episodes. I think we should. Um, without giving anything away, one of them you won't have to wait very long for. 
Um, but there you go. But that's yeah, I really like that. I had no idea about that. That's really cool. I, I've got this thing. I love ranking episodes. Obviously, we talk about top tens of our own personal top ten stuff. But I love hearing other people's top tens, and I love hearing kind of especially people who've worked on the show, just what their their favorite episodes are. Um, it's just something it makes me want to go back and watch it and kind of pick up on the the nuances of their performance in that episode and stuff like that. I think um, it tells you a lot about how they saw their own character. Yes. What's their favorite episode or when did they most enjoy being that character sort of thing? Yeah, completely agree. I'm going to ask you, Key, is this in your top 10? Will, Will, Will. Oh my it God. Is in my top 10. So is it in mine as well? Oh my God, that is unbelievable. I did not think you were going to pick it. Yes, see, oh. I, again, right, we learned a couple of weeks ago, I can't make a decision as I've finished watching the episodes. I make a decision last minute. Oh my was... God, what a so moment I... for the podcast. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Honestly, you'd think the Berlin Wall just came down. That is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think, honestly, so many times I've seen this episode and, and watching it today still makes me laugh out loud. Oh, like, honestly. I love, I love a road trip. I love them all being in a confined little space. But I'm, it's fantastic. And I love John Mahoney. So, yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm absolutely ecstatic that you've picked it because, I mean, I, everyone, anyone listening who's forgot, we, we both have our top 10. Obviously, we ask each other each week. We don't know what's on each other's. And we have been hinting for a while that one was coming up i assumed yours was something else in this season i didn't think you'd pick this but yeah i'm a sucker for road trips i'm a sucker for anything where they go outside their comfort zone the reference to steinbeck and you know having read the book just it is a perfect storm this episode and i'd love to hear from anyone if this ranks in your top 10 if you know if or if it just misses out because i know this is a pretty highly regarded episode generally speaking but yeah that is that is amazing that it's in both of ours that's honestly made made my night that is so cool we have to play i've got a few more things um i've got to ask you this week key what do you think kennedy burling would make of this episode i think kennedy burling right the um, yeah. most quintessentially american man of all time well of course he is yes he was out there traveling <laughs> traveling all around america while he was watching this episode he, he was watching this episode in his own winnebago wow stopping burling. off at motels you know stopping off at little red cabins I mean, rumor has it do you know that that bear that's stuffed i do know that bear that's stuffed. Rumor has it kennedy burling shot Wow, with a buffalo okay. rifle, he slayed it in the woods. He's he's just a wonderful man, isn't he? But oh, yeah. uh, thank you, no further explanations needed there. Thank you, Kennedy. We've covered top ten. I've covered my best actor pick, which means all we have left, Key, is whose crane is it anyway? Are you ready this week? Oh, brilliant. Okay, so Key, sure. your quote this week for whose crane is it anyway is then why did you suggest it? Then why did you suggest it? Who says this? And if you can tell me when and where, even better, then why did you suggest it? It's got to be. I feel like this is a pretty, this is this is fairer than it has been. But maybe that's because of the revelation that this is in both our top tens. You know, I want <laughs> you to get it. <laughs> I am thinking this is Daphne and Martin in the kitchen. Wow. The candlestick. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is when um, he's asking Daphne to come. Daphne says, why did you suggest it? Um, you are absolutely correct, Key. Well done. Yes. Though, fortunately, no candlestick, no murders, no Cluedo. <laughs> but uh, absolutely, that is that is fantastic. That is the ju- the jubilance of the, the top 10 symmetry there has buoyed you to get that right. A truly momentous occasion for we're listening. Um, absolutely wonderful. Is there anything that we haven't covered before we go over to listener mail that you wanted to say? 
I was actually just going to say, I thought you were going to skip Listener Mail. but uh... Oh, I would never skip Listener Mail. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's hop over now. Raz, who's our next caller? So we've got quite a few this week, so I'll try and read out what I can. Uh, Recklia77, who I mentioned is listening to the podcast. Uh, he isn't listening to the podcast because he's watching the show, or she's watching the show for the first time. Said, Travels with Martin, my favourite season one episode. It's tempting to listen. So there you go. It's someone else's favourite out there, and I, I will try my best to cut out any spoilers. If you're listening to this now, Recklia, then. I was successful in doing that. Cam Winston, Hamish, one of our quiz masters, put great episode, guys, and thanks for reading my questions and considering my segment. Thank you for supplying them. I think this episode goes to Frazier for strongest acting performance, so I like Niles too, so there you go. And he put, I'll make the questions harder for next week. Still can't figure out how to black out the answers, so he messages them to me privately. Um, then he put time for a sherry. I've just got a cup of tea next to me. It's not quite a sherry, but uh, it's almost it's almost as good. Okay, someone who we haven't heard from yet called Ruhig Fleist Durine. They put, hi guys, absolutely love the podcast. The perfect background to my daily constitutional. Great episode coming up. Most notable for me because I believe it has the first or a very early quasi fourth wall break where Frazier almost turns to the camera to say, oh yes, this is foolproof. I, I forgot to mention this actually when we were recording. It's you know when they, when they leave the gift shop and he kind of turns to the shop and to the attendant and says, Oh yes, this is foolproof. Interestingly read here by Ruhig Fleiss to deride by you know being a bit of a mini fourth wall break. He's not really saying it to anyone, so I, I like that. And, he, and he, he continued. Maybe he was just supposed to be saying it to the cashier, but it leapt out to me on first viewing and added a certain piquancy to the line. But yeah, I mean, did you kind of pick up on that when he said it, Kay? I think it's a very distinctive way of saying it. For me, I didn't quite see it as a wall break, um, just because I think he's just he's sort. I think he's sort of just trying to picture it in my own head now. I think he's sort of like half turned to the camera, half turned away. Um, yeah, so I, he is. I always saw it just as being like the cashier. or um, I, would, I would be with a group of people. They'd leave before me and I'd make a smart-ass comment to the cashier. <laughs> you would like, do um, this. Um, so I think I probably saw it that way because... You would, you would turn to the camera, you would tip your trilby and you would <laughs> say, this is foolproof. <laughs> Boz, Boz Macatron put nice going to start from episode one and then oh no and then and then and then, and then they put I had no issue with the quality i'm burning through the episodes great podcast when i did forewarn them that season uh, episode one is a little ropey but if they had no issues with the quality there then you know fair play your tolerance for bad audio is, is much higher than mine mischief night put wow you gents have nailed it with describing remembering things we talked a lot about memory last week at least from my perspective he, he continued every time you were listing things off in that first segment i was like me too me too very me too I was about to finish this by saying something like, glad I don't feel alone, but I forgot how I was going to say it. Also, if you think Bulldog's jersey is 90s, I mentioned I really liked uh, Bulldog's rugby shirt in that episode. He put, see if you can find an American game show, Supermarket Sweet, specifically the 90s run, and just check out some of the ace sweaters they put the host on. Like, I did say this on Reddit, but we've had Supermarket Sweep over here as well. And it was Dale Winton, and very much was a 90s cultural phenomena in the UK. So we had a lot of crazy sweaters over here as well so i like that we share that he put please keep kennedy burling as a featured segment it's like a perfectly crafted fraser joke i always forget about 
it and then every time it pops up i just burst out laughing we can we can i've spoken to kennedy this evening and he will definitely be staying on as a regular we can uh, we can promise you that and finally we have coffee with niles who actually no not finally i've got one more um who put hey well and key my lead was a bit longer than i expected but fortunately it seems trivia corner has been in very good hands i love the progress this show is making and i'm starting to sense a real community around it which is amazing i can't wait for the remainder of the episodes in this season as it finishes with some very strong ones we are very soon coming up to the first episode in my personal top 10 by judging from his username i don't think we uh, have to kind of think too hard about what episode that might be and he continued i'll definitely be contributing to the growing pool of trivia for that one hopefully it's not too much it never is please send them in in the meantime please give my regards to the wonderful mr burling the man is a treasure <laughs> kennedy burling thanks you for your interest um and then finally Teresa just put just stopping by to say hello I've been busy, so I don't have any questions or comments, but I'm listening. So amazing. So many this week. Just kind of rattled through them. Um, I, I always realize I should probably send these to you and we should, we should both read them out because the listener mail just becomes me talking and you <laughs> stuck okay. in silence in the background. Um, this, is, this is the first time I hear what anyone said because I don't that, look at... That is true, actually. You're not on Reddit or anything. Yeah, um, so you're hearing them for the first time, which is quite it's nice. It's really nice for me, actually. It's like getting praise <laughs> you can just sit back and, and let my mouth go dry as i read them all out um, Honestly, what you could edit in here is um do you know when a few episodes ago when lilith came to visit yes and, and fraser says to her he does that kind of positive affirmation at home <laughs> yeah. is for me when, when I'm here in the list of the mail. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> you are Niles. Thank you. Thank you, Lillian. <laughs> Thank um, you so much. I'm going to get, actually, I'm going to find, and I'm going to I'm going to keep this in the original. I'm not going to edit this out. I'm going to try and find an audio clip from um, from one of the episodes where he just says, Roz, who do we have on the line? And that will become my sound clip to separate the the episode from listener mail because at the moment it's just kind of a little little ringy noise but yeah i really like that who do we have on the line and then we can we can cut to good to everyone but thank you so much everyone who who phoned in and gave us our trivia and comments and stuff lovely to hear from you all next week we'll be looking at season one episode 22 author author another exceptionally strong episode as everyone has said the last four of this episode of this season are uh absolutely diamond so really looking forward to that one um but other than that i've been will binky and thank you very much for listening to we're listening Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Mercy And maybe I seem a bit confused Well, maybe But I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled